0: ...ripped out the cooker and sink and then disappeared on other jobs, leaving most of the brown 70s cupboards still attached to the walls. Some of them had missing doors, like gaping teeth in a beaten-up face. Paula's childhood home would soon look like a different place, somewhere that wasn't haunted by memories. Paula averted her eyes from the dust sheets and tools left in her kitchen, a place that used to be just for her, and pushed out through the old-fashioned fly curtain to the garden behind. The garden had been her mother's place, where she'd pegged out roses in the square of uninspiring soil until the search team had dug it up in 1993, looking for her body. Paula couldn't be out there and not remember watching white-suited techs as they pulled up each long-nurtured plant, wondering if they'd find anything, hoping against hope they wouldn't. This was before she got to the point of just wanting an answer, even if it meant knowing for sure her mother was dead. "'Hiya!' Aidan and Maggie were on a blanket on the dry, yellowed lawn. The last rays of the day filtered down between the roofs of the terraced houses. He was wearing khaki shorts and a Springsteen T-shirt. His forearms were tanned from the summer. Bits of the paper were spread about him. Bustling round, Maggie ferried sand from her little pit in the corner to another pile on the back wall. She wore a yellow sundress, clashing wildly with the red hair that had already curled over her ears.' What with the hair and the milk-pale skin, she looked nothing like Aidan, not even a bit. Did you put cream on her? asked Paula. Nah, I thought I'd let her get skin cancer, like, course I did. Sorry. She collapsed down beside him in her jeans and T-shirts, kicking off her sandals and digging toes into the parched grass. So were you all kitted out in the frock of your dreams? Don't, I can't cope with much more of this. I'm having an allergic reaction to the lace, look. She held out her arm to him and he rubbed it absently, engrossed in the paper. Offer it up, McGuire. It makes me ma happy anyway. I know. As usual, his touch was enough to make her curl into him. Even after two years, she didn't take it for granted, having him there every day when she turned her key in the lock. What are you doing there, Mags? she called out. Sand! I can see that. You're making a bit of a mess, pet. Come here till I see you. She scooped up the toddler into her lap, breathing in the smell of warm skin and sun cream. Aidan had indeed slathered the child with it. Where were you, mummy? Maggie twined her hands in Paula's loosening hair like a little monkey. Aidan said, Mummy was away getting a big nice dress for a wedding to daddy, and you're going to be flower girl, aren't you? Yes. Maggie had no idea what being a flower girl entailed, and Paula had no desire at all for a nice big dress or for any of it. But it seemed important to Aidan, to Pat, to Paula's father, PJ, who'd been married to Pat for the past two years. She was doing it. The church, the big nice dress, the works. She rubbed her finger where her engagement ring chafed in the heat. White gold, diamond, and emerald. Not huge, but respectable. Something she'd never thought to see on her own hand. But there it was. There she was. There they all were. A happy family of three. Can I have some juice, please, Daddy? Maggie tugged on his hair, dark, so unlike her own. Juice? Well, I don't see why not. On you come. She watched Aidan walk to the house, Maggie trotting after him in her green crocks, holding up a hand, trusting. He was her daddy, that was all she knew. It could be true. They were making it true with every day together and this wedding coming up. And although Paula was trying so hard not to search the child's face for hints of resemblance, a breast to the forehead, a turn of the cheek or mouth. She still found she could no more put the other out of her mind entirely than she could stop herself picking up Maggie into her arms whenever she was near. She paused in the garden with her arms curled round her knees, alone for a moment, feeling her mother around her in the pretty tiles on the wall, a plant that had survived the police digging, and wondered how that trip to the wedding shop would have been if things were different, if everything was different but it wasn't. Aidan stuck his head out through the fly curtains. Will I go for a takeaway? I'm not cooking in this mess. She pushed herself up. Yeah, okay. Do you reckon they'll ever finish? God alone knows. He just told me he has to knock off early as he's getting a wee tickle in his throat. I'm getting a bloody massive tickle in my throat from all the dust they've left everywhere. It can't be good for Maggie. Is there anything we can do? I don't know. Now the recession's over, they'll be off doing someone else's bathroom if we let them go.